Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Paul DeTino with Super Bowl champion Sean O'Hara here on the Giants Huddle. Rapid reaction as the Giants knock off the Chicago Bears at home to go to 3-1 and one by the count of 20-12. Interesting ball game, Sean. A number of times the tide kind of turned this way and that way, and maybe for a little while you didn't know how it was going to go. But ultimately, it was a Gary Brightwell recovering a muff punt that really kind of put the nail in the coffin, even though Graham Gano missed a field goal there down the stretch. Yeah, huge play for the special teams, you know, especially after the early blunder by Richie James uh, it, it, when he fumbled the punt return. So great job by Brightwell being Johnny on the spot and, and jumping on the ball. Uh, you mentioned the momentum. It, it seemed like the Giants did a great job you know, scoring early, getting ahead, and then every time it looked like the Bears were going to get back in and claw back into this game, the Giants shut the door and did a great job of it. Um, I know special teams-wise, Graham Gano, who has been uh, almost a sure thing, you know, that field goal at the end hits the upright, and the wind was blowing right to left. So uh, still some things to clean up, but for the Giants, very physical and imposing win today against the Bears. All right, before we get into some of the factors of the win, let me ask you as a center, your starting quarterback, in this case Daniel Jones, goes out with a sprained ankle. Tyrod Taylor comes in, a short time later, he goes out with a concussion. And now all of a sudden, you don't have any quarterbacks on the roster, and you're running wildcat. Somehow the Giants survived that. What is going through the minds of the players in that huddle and at the snap when they are forced into this emergency situation? Well, Paul, as an offensive lineman, you love it because I know we're going to run the football. We're not throwing the ball with Saquon in there at quarterback. But I would like to think that when Tyrod came into the huddle to replace Daniel Jones, I would like to think that as an O-line we said, hey, look, Tyrod, one thing you can't do is you can't get hurt. Like, we, like that's it. We can't, we can't risk you getting hit, knocked out of the game. It didn't work. And <laughs> clearly they didn't have that conversation. But um, going into the game, you know, we heard Brian Dable talk uh, after the game about how he wanted to have 40 runs in this game. They had 44. So that was the game plan, the mindset going in. And I think that's what we saw from this offensive line. They, they basically took it upon themselves. Hey, look, we're going to take over this game. We're going to control the line of scrimmage. We're going to get Saquon downhill. And that led to some big runs by Daniel Jones, two of them for touchdowns. Um, I, I thought that on both sides of the ball, though, Paul, guys stepped up. You know, there were a lot of players that left the game. We saw Mark Lewinsky go out of the game for a little while. Ben Bredersen stepped in. We saw Evan Neal leave the game. Devery Henderson filled in for him. So even Josh Azudu got in there at left guard. So 
I thought guys did a great job of stepping up when their number was called. I get the fact that Barkley ran for 146 yards, but the team ran for 262 overall. Now, Jones had a couple of chunks, too, including a couple of touchdown runs. So that's all part of the number. But what do you think went right for the run game with that offensive line? Because they were much more physical than I think we've seen so far. Yeah, I thought they did a great job of, of with the surge and the push at the line of scrimmage. And when you can get running backs up to the second level, you're going to get positive yards and you're going to get those four-yard gains. We didn't see the negative runs that I think Giants fans have seen over the last couple of years. So that was good to see. Uh, Mostert got a couple of nice runs in there when Saquon was in the Wildcat. Uh, but I, I think when you look at the fact that as a team, they averaged six yards a carry. Um, if you can continue that throughout the season, it's going to make life very uh, you know, pleasurable offensively. And what's going to happen now is teams are going to bring that safety down in the box. They're going to try to stop the run, and that should open up some things in the passing game. Uh, now the Giants just need to find some receivers that are healthy and they can catch. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. Giants fans, join us on Sunday, October 8th for the Giants against the Ravens as the team celebrates Latino Heritage Month, presented by Ford. Arrive early to partake in several plaza activations, including food sampling, salsa dancing, live music, and celebrity artist DJ Camilio performing during pregame warm-ups and select times throughout the game. Limited tickets are available. Visit Giants.com slash tickets to secure your seat today. Giants go 6 of 14 on third down, you know, keep the chains moving. That's a big deal. How concerned would you be that Daniel Jones does sprain an ankle in this game? We don't know about his status. He's optimistic about playing against Green Bay in London next weekend. But he is a big part of what they're doing offensively right now. Getting, you know, if he can't make it back in there, I don't even know if Tyrod Taylor is going to make it back now. Davis Webb, they have to be activated for the Packer game. Yeah, there's a lot of gray area right now at that position, and that's not something that you want as an offense. For Daniel Jones, we've seen him in this offense now go from a liability to a weapon. Yeah. And they're using him. That weapon has been his legs more so than his arm, but you know, I think for Daniel Jones, he's young enough. Um, he's already he's had ankle injuries before, so I think for him to be able to come back, he's got seven full days. You know, the travel kind of puts a little wrinkle on on things, and the flight will be something he'll have to address. But I think there's enough time between now and the game against Green Bay that he should have a chance to to be healthy enough to go out and play. Let's talk about the Giants' pass rush for a minute. As long as we're talking about quarterbacks, Justin Fields was very slippery. He did a very good job to run for the 50-something yards that he did. But the Giants, nonetheless, wound up with six sacks. And I thought they got enough of heat on him to certainly, uh, shall we say, affect his game. Yeah, the six sacks and nine quarterback hits to go along with that. So they absolutely were harassing him all game long. And you mentioned that he is very elusive. Not just elusive, he's strong. He's a tough guy to bring down even when you do get your sights on him and when you get a hand on him. We saw him break a couple of tackles. There was one time where we thought he was going to get sacked. Jihad Ward had a chance to take him down, and he was able to break free from the grasp. So uh, certainly a challenge, I think. You know, Wink Martindale had some pressure packages lined up, and he was gonna he was gonna bring a couple of blitzes, and he was gonna challenge the, their passing offense. And why wouldn't you? They had the worst passing offense in the league coming into this game, so I think that's something that you look to exploit. Um, obviously, it'll be a little different next week, and you're playing Aaron Rodgers. 
I know he doesn't have Devontae Adams, and he's down a couple of receivers, but he's still a dangerous quarterback, and he does a great job of recognizing pressure packages and blitzes. So uh, this will be a big week for the Giants. Hopefully they can get healthy defensively. This was step two for Ojolari and Thibodeau as they came back into the lineup as key edge rushers. How much progress did you see from them this week? Because we all know you're not going to be 100% right out of the gate, and they weren't last week's game against Dallas. Yeah, I think when you look at their play, it's not just what shows up in the box score and the stat lines. Uh, you know, there was a couple of penalties that they created. You know, anytime you get guys that are rushing off the edge like that, they can create holding penalties, um, force the quarterback to step up. So I thought Ojolari did a gr- really good job. The Bears tackles have struggled. You know, they're still they're still trying to to, to figure out um, you know the NFL speed. I thought Kayvon Thibodeau looked a lot more confident. Um, last week, you know, there were some plays where you could see that he was a little hesitant, and he was on a pitch count last week. So, I think he would be the first one to tell you it was good to get back into the flow of the game and play the whole game. Uh, but I thought the guy that really showed up was Dexter Lawrence, mm-hmm. and with no Leonard Williams. You know, there was kind of a all right. What's what does that mean on first and second down, and then who's going to fill that void on third down? And Dexter Lawrence did a great job of that. Um, he, you know, as soon as uh, their left guard went out, uh, Cody Whitehair with an injury, they put him right over Patrick Lucas or Lucas Patrick, and um, you know he got one of his two sacks on the game against him in that scenario. So Dexter did a great job pushing the pocket and a great job stepping up. Hey, how about stepping up, guys like Dane Belton and uh, and Fabian Moreau? who had to come in in the secondary. That, yeah. That's two-fourths of your starting secondary had to be substituted for because of injury. Yeah, uh, Fabian Moreau had that great pass breakup on that pass downfield when Aaron Robinson went out. He stepped in. Um, you know, Julian Love went down. They didn't miss a beat. And how about Jalen Smith, his first game? Mm-hmm. Uh, seven tackles, uh, did a great job. I thought Tay Crowder had a monster game as well. Uh, he had a big sack on Justin Fields. So defensively, the linebackers really played a good game against the second-best rushing offense in the NFL. So I think that that's something you have to tip your cap to. Let's look at some defensive numbers here. Besides the sacks we mentioned before, a red zone defense, 0 for 3, settling for three field goals. That is just huge if you're the Giants. Held them uh, to 5 of 15 also on third down conversions. This defense was really good in the spots when they needed to be good. Yeah, they did. And let's start with the third down, 5 for 13. And, and two of those were third and long conversions that you normally would get off the field on. One was a third and 20. The screen was up a screen deadly. In the first half. And then there was a third and 10 scramble where Justin Fields got the first down. So... You know, you take those two plays out, and and now it's three for 15. So I thought that the Giants have done a great job all year long on third down. Um, Without those two plays, I I thought, you know, their stats would have been a little better. But they made the plays when necessary. The red zone defense is so crucial. You you talked about it, the the field goals. If one of those ends up being a touchdown, it's a totally different ballgame. And now here at the end, they are going down for a field goal as opposed to you know having to score and go for two. So it completely changed the dy- dynamic of the game. What are you seeing from Wings' defense, specifically in the red zone? Is there something that, that sticks out in your mind that makes it more difficult to deal with? Well, what I saw, I've seen a couple times this week, is that he's changed the personnel. And, you know, when you go back and you kind of look a couple weeks ago uh, against Carolina Panthers, you know, they were trying to take away Christian McCaffrey, um, and and they went with a a dime package, really. Mm -hmm. And Xavier McKinney basically played the linebacker spot, and he shadowed Christian McCaffrey. Um, You know, in this game against the Bears, you could tell that they were very cognizant of Justin Fields trying to run the football. So they always wanted to have an extra rusher to try to spy him and, and take him out of the equation, but I think he's doing a great job of of mixing up. He's not just sitting back and just playing zone coverage and saying, hey, look, we're going to be predictable. He gets 
seven or eight guys at the line of scrimmage, and he makes it kind of like a Da Vinci code and trying to decipher who's coming, who's dropping. And, look, we actually saw on a couple of those third downs, he's blitzing safeties and blitzing the little guys, and he's dropping Kayvon Thibodeau. He's dropping Jihad Ward. He's dropping the big guys. So that really makes it a challenge protection-wise to figure out who's coming and who's blitzing and who's dropping. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. And the Giants official connected TV streaming app, Giants TV, brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV and the Giants mobile app. Now, something that's got to be cleaned up. They had eight penalties against Dallas. They had seven penalties today. Those kinds of things can be very self-destructive. Yeah, the penalties are, are stuff you've got to clean up. Those you know, are what we call unforced errors. And... You know, there was a couple on defense. You know, there was a, a hit to the head, I think, on Thibodeau early on, which, you know, that's just kind of part of football and you're trying to make a play. Uh, but I think, you know, those are things that you hope as the season progresses that you kind of get, get away from those early on in the season. Everybody's kind of trying to get their feet underneath them, and they're kind of getting used to the plays. But the tough penalties are the ones on third down that continue the drives and keep your defense out there. Or, you know, if it's a penalty on special teams where it's a hold and now it's, okay, 10 yards tacked onto the punt, those hidden yards really can impact that game, the field position game and battle. And it ends up catching up to you in the end. So you've got to clean it up. All right, let me ask you something about the offensive scheming. I know we got to run out of time here, but Kafka and Dable were known to be passing-type gurus when they came here from Kansas City and Buffalo. But we have seen this team run it, run it, run it, and run it. A lot of three tight ends in this game today, which I don't think many people would have expected out of these two guys. I know it's out of necessity, but how surprised are you and how incredibly effective it's been? It's amazing. Yeah, I'm not surprised. You know, Brian Dable has been, you know, he's been one of those coaches that has embraced change. You know, he was in the NFL for a long time, went down to Alabama and won a national championship at the collegiate level by changing his offense and morphing mm-hmm. it to the college rules. And then when he came back to the NFL, he brought some of that with him. So I, I think for, for those guys, it's a tip of the cap to, to them and being able to adapt to what you have. And to your point, look, the, we're not a great passing offense right now. We, we got Shepard is out. Tony was out today. Galladay ends up getting hurt. We can't rely on our passing game right now. That's not our, what we do best. And I think that's what great coaches do. They, they figure out, hey, what do we do best? What do our players do best? How do we get the most out of them? And how do we change our offense around them as they try to put a square peg in a round hole. Given the fact that the wide receiver room is hurt right now, and obviously that has hampered their production, can they get more stats out of the tight ends? They've gotten some key catches and key spots, but can they start leaning on those guys more? And I know that's not easy. Bellinger's a rookie. Hudson hasn't played a whole lot. Myrick hasn't played a whole lot in his NFL career either. Yeah, they're all kind of you know a little green in the collar. Um, <laughs> I think Bellinger has been a pleasant surprise at how good of a receiving tight end he has become. He had five career touchdowns at San Diego State, so he's really shown that he's great with his hands. He's great after the catch. Um, we saw Tanner Hudson today make some some plays as well, some big time blocks on on Daniel Jones' rollouts. But 
they're no doubt they're going to have to be a factor in it. And really, when, you know, the tight ends that the Giants have, they're not down the field threats. They're mm-hmm. not the Zach Ertz and they're not the Dallas Goddards, the Mark Andrews, where they're going to hurt you down the field. But those intermediate throws, those play action pass plays, uh, that's where you can really make some de- make some hay. Sean O'Hara, thanks as always for your time. Thanks, Paul. So for Sean O'Hara, I'm Paul Dottino. This has been the Giants Huddle Rapid Reaction after the Giants win over the Bears. You can catch this program and all of your Giants archived programs on Giants.com slash podcasts and your favorite podcast platforms. So long, everybody. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details.